0: Oh, come on, it's an old video. We're to you I'm not working this way again, ever. This is absolutely horrible. Hello, I'm John Waters, and I'm supposed to announce there is no smoking in this theater, which I think is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of in my life. As little as possible, or like equal with the rest. Yeah,
1: make it equal with the. Can r- You make them all equal, please. I can adjust them in post, as they say. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> they're all equalish. Okay, yeah, they all look equalish now. I'll, okay, okay, so that's that's good. Re- Word. We're all real. We're all different but equal. We're all different but equal. <laughs> <laughs> different but, low, but huh? equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, fuck with stuff. All right. I mean, we can even same same but different. Same day but different butt. Mm-hmm. We can e- we can even start this whole shit now. I don't care. Same day different butt. Same slut. day different butt. You know that's what you I say. Can say can say it every day. Sluts. Butt sluts of a it's the come. Same day, I got a different butt. <laughs> Guess <laughs>
0: that makes me. It's
1: at least two fucking butt, butt
0: sluts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a butt fucking slut. A butt fucking slut. Fucking <laughs> oh boy. Slut butt <laughs> fucking bub nut bu- Nutbuckin. Nut, bu- nut bucking. Okay, so um. welcome to the Cinema Underground, where uh, today uh, three-ish dudes talk about two four-ish minutes. movies <laughs> divided by two equals two. That's uh, the extent of my math capabilities right now, but we're doing two movies that, that today. That checks out. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Good, good. Well, let's just uh, say, I think these picks are both uh, Jeff and Mark's picks, and yeah, yeah, they're yeah. here. Yeah yeah yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got... Well, you guys can go ahead. That's fine. Hey, hey I'm Jeff. Hey, hey. That's, this is me, Mark. That's Mark over there making so, that uh, hey, 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 sound that you
2: might so, be. So, uh, my pick was the nun. Oh, wait, wait,
1: wait. What wait, about wait, this wait, guy? Wait. This oh, yeah. I'm Corgan. Pat I'm Pat Corgan, your darling, red-haired, uh, bushy-tailed, and uh, Red, red-cheeked host, stepchild. Cousin? I'm, yes. Sister? Who, I'm your cousin's sister. I am... Short and fat and ready to, to rock your world. So here we go. You can't see any of that, but I wanted you to know so you can picture me.
2: He's very fancy. We're together, man, we're on an man. island.
1: I'm I'm drinking cider next to you. I'm slightly overweight and you're looking at me you're like, I've never been attracted to someone with this many faults before. And that's because I'm very charming. So let's move on. <laughs> Alright, so
2: I picked the nun juice 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 uh and it was made in 1966 by Jacques Rivette Rivet we're assuming we're pronouncing all of these things correctly rivet yeah. up
1: rivet up i got a d in french twice nice oh man college french
2: twice is nice
1: they uh-huh. they claimed that it wasn't the speaking so much as the writing that I was failing. So oh, hopefully this no, will no, go shit. okay. Hopefully that doesn't. I, they didn't say that I wasn't speaking improperly too. They just said it was more the writing. So hmm.
2: okay, so um, let's just uh, start out with a quick overview of a movie. It's uh, basically set in the nineteenth. 19- oh, can we
1: just real quick just say yeah. give? We'll say what both the movies are, and then we'll go into yeah. the to the.
2: Okay, yeah, so, I don't know how we want to do this. That's
1: okay. We're in it. We'll just do it this way. That's okay. fine. I just wanted to know, you know, because if you're listening and you're like, "Well, what's the other movie?" You know, we'll say it's "Band," it's "Band Apart," which is a "Band of Outsiders," which you, you know, it's a, it's a fucking. I don't know what year it is. Oh, it's nineteen sixty-four. Sixty-four. What you do when you don't want any more French for people? Sure. French people. You do not like French people. <laughs> Jacques. Okay. Jacques oh, man. Jean-Luc Godard. Okay. That's so. Uh, that's enough. I think maybe for now. Mm-hmm. Um. You can start that, or, I, or, or do we want to talk a little bit about uh, f- what French New Wave is first? Or should yeah. Give a shout out to the or French that, do you think that's going to come up as we talk about these movies? Um, well, what's your thoughts, Jeff?
2: Maybe we should go over a little bit of French New
1: Wave first. Okay, so. well, well, I mean, both of you guys are... What is French New Wave? Well, French New Wave is just a style of cinema that came around about in the late 50s, early 60s, and it was... Based on these guys called the there the cinephiles the mm-hmm. they there was a Andre Bazin had a magazine called Cahier du Cinema where all these young upstarts came around and wanted to start writing reviews about movies they had a cinema club that they would get together and watch movies they were writing articles in Cahier du Cinema you had you had Eric Romer was part of this you had uh, you had uh, Jean Luc Godard you had Francois Truffaut you had Captain Jean Luc Godard Captain <laughs> Jean Luc <Jean-Luc>. Godard <laughs> Yes. Anyway, Jacques yeah. Rivette. Jacques Rivette was up in the mix. All these guys are writing, and then Cahiers du Cinema is kind of changing hands as this goes on, as people start to make movies. So I think one of the first it was uh, probably Jean-Luc Godard, and then promptly Francois Truffaut is throwing his hat in the mix with like 400 blows, and so then. But also you have the fact that they're developing a very important theory for film that's going to affect how we look at film, how we talk about film right now, which is the auteur theory. So these are some of the first guys are looking at Hollywood cinema and they're particularly they're looking at directors like Howard Hawks and Alfred Hitchcock and they're trying to see or, if there's um, if there's just over if there's arcs that go through all of these movies because the theory is if you can find arcs that go through all of their movies then it is the director then becomes the author because we're getting because mm-hmm. the, the ideas are traveling with them from movie to movie. So that's where you get the auteur theory which becomes problematic but could, because I mean obviously films are made up of a lot of different people and, you know, as, like, when I got interested in film, first thing I was interested in was directors, and then it became, I started getting interested in writers, like Charlie Kaufman and people like that, and then started getting special effects guys, like Rick Baker from Binghamton, shout out. Um, so, yeah, so then, so that, so that does become problematic. However it is, these guys did develop a way to get into uh, cinematic worlds of Hitchcock and these people, and then they decided they want to make movies on their own. But, you know, because in order, you know, to do that, they had to break some of the rules like continuity wise and basically it's a French new wave is film about film so it is this very like postmodern way of commenting on itself as it's as it goes so this film is commenting on the conventions of film it's playing with them it's in some instances is trying to be more real more modern in other instances is trying to draw attention to the artifice of film or the uh, apparatus of film let me see if uh, so yeah Jump, there's the things like jump. You didn't see before, like jump cuts, like just a cut, just like it looks like a mistake. It may have been a mistake. It may have been intentional. You don't know, but they use things like jump cuts to kind of disorient the audience and mm-hmm. just kind of say it's a little bit amateurish, which can be, which can be fun. It, it it's depends on how you look at film, I guess. But it came, It's a fun place to be when you're kind of getting into film later, because you're like these guys who are kind of ignoring all the conventions and then making fun of conventions at the same time. So you have just interesting. I, also, they're all very young, so I think that's another reason why some of it looks a little amateurish. They're very, very green.
2: Most but, of these guys were in their early twenties. Yeah, and just making exactly. Their stuff, and right? Just hiring their friends, weren't they?
1: Yeah, that's the whole. That's the whole thing. So I mean, what? It's hard to, to discern what's just like brazen, just disregard, and what's uh, style. You know, it becomes the <laughs> same thing. I think that's a lot of what French New Wave is. Those two things merge. Like accidents become part of what the film is, and the most important thing is becomes story and yeah and it's just i always thought it was interesting because there's two sides to every uh, french new wave film and there's it's are all very cool like even the even like the period pieces they just have this coolness to them but they're also very pretentious and like kind of shitty because i always feel like they're they're being made by people who are who aren't really on guard in the way of like looking at how they're being perceived i guess cuz it's a very young way of looking at life so they can be pretentious at times.
0: Like less focus on production?
1: That t- They can do that, too. and they can. I mean, there's like an overemphasis on style to the point where it really draws attention to itself in a way that's accidental. Like, they draw attention to the styles that they use from old Hollywood as a way of being ironic. But when they draw attention to their own style, it's not always as intentional. So there's always this two-sided way of it's very cool, it's very sexy, but it's also very... Pretentious, and sometimes you just kind of have to laugh at it because it's just like two guys sitting at a table eating cereal. Like, oh, he was sitting there. He was thinking that the other guy was, you know, his beard was not trimmed quite properly. But it's just like these dumb little... Int-
2: but definitely uh, relatable, I feel. Yeah. Like super relatable, at least. Like, you know, some of these shots were... It's the scenes in both of these movies were a little outrageous, but I could absolutely see it happening, mm-hmm. like, just that way.
1: Yeah, there's a certain amount of realism going on. I think of the, um, the dance scene. Ooh. That and, dance uh, scene the was Madison. excellent. Yeah, yeah, the dance scene and That the was on one and continuous shot. beautiful, yeah, long the, shot. Um,
0: uh, the other time, before that, that they were at the restaurant just, like, eating and, like, each one of them would get up and they'd, like, switch right. and go around the table and, like, mm-hmm. keep moving the next person over and, like... Yeah,
1: then yeah. another
0: one would get up and they'd so, walk away and come back and sit down over at a
1: different spot and they'd move the ashtray around. It's almost around like soap opera Move the cup around. Some, yeah, it it's definitely like a has... It's like
0: proto-soap opera. It has almost.
1: some of those moments, yeah, where, yeah, yeah, it definitely has that. And also, just, but, it feels like you know, jazz to me. It's like they're... I, I did definitely feel like... You know, in high school,
0: this probably could have happened.
1: Yeah, exactly like right. This. Yeah, and that's definitely what they're the the t- like. I don't know. It feels very like Catcher in the Rye. All these movies, there's like just like it seems like it's always like youngish people trying to deal with where they view themselves in society, but they don't have you know the ideas like responsibility developed yet, and they're just kind of like blowing through. And mm-hmm. it probably reflects what the filmmakers were. Living, doing. we're doing at the time, <laughs> you know. So it's very, I mean, it's very cool, very young, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool. But That's
0: it's pro- very millennial.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I, would, I would say you could definitely, you would see see a lot of parallels between the way these people are thinking and the way millennials deal. Especially if you think about like the how they're the de- the degradation of like th- of the style of film. And how we have films now, like, people, just anyone wants to make a film does now, because it's, like, YouTube and stuff like that. And New Wave was, like, kind of, like, DIY in that way. Like, you didn't have to have all these connections and things. If you knew about movies, you could make a movie. Like, the idea was if you were a critic of movies, which all these guys were, it's like, well, you can talk so much shit, but you got to make your own movie, you know? Right. You and I certainly
2: got them in trouble with different government groups throughout the time because of their questionable content.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. so we can get into it anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, just
0: uh, so we're doing the nun, the nun, yeah. the nun. Let's talk the about nuns the nun first. first. Okay,
1: yeah.
2: Okay, so it was a 1966 film directed by Jacques Rivette. It was based on a novel by Diderot, and mm-hmm. basically, it's about a young woman that you find out who whose family is rich, but she's a uh a daughter out of wedlock from her mother which is totally right. unacceptable for mm-hmm. the high french class in the yeah. 1760s. She's so she's a stain on
1: their on Yeah, she's a existence. stain
2: on their family's uh, so they're trying mobility. to they're trying to
1: like purify her by like turning into a nun like we you know, in mm-hmm. this this
2: they they throw her in a convent and initially she says, "No, I don't want to go to a convent." So and then they're like they convince her, her parents convince her to go back and she really hates Everything about it, and it basically goes from there. It ends in really sort of sad sadness and abruption.
1: Pretty miserable movie how it unfolds. It's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, uh, not to give too much away early on, but like it's a person who can't be a nun, and then it turns out because she's been so thoroughly nunified, she can't be human either. So it doesn't end in a happy. Nope, nope. I don't know why I draw a, a distinction between humans and nuns, but. I mean, let's say the human existence (laughs) that I know of, like, being part of the world and engaging with other people.
2: Well, this movie, like, from start to finish, deals with, like, the broad spectrum of human life from, like, family issues, relations, money, Mm -hmm. um, obviously religion, and then, like, your sort of pseudo-adult life, I guess. Yeah, that's what always
1: freaks me out about Well, first of all, I would say, like, that... A period piece, to me, seems so un-French New Wave, which, of course, is is, is wrong, because French New Wave can be anything, because it's very, like, aware of genre and things, so they're definitely going to try any genre they can think of. But at the same time, when I think of French New Wave, I just think of, like, the streets of Paris and people just being young, and it's very modern.
2: With their caps and their bu- beetles and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this becomes an appropriate French New Wave as it goes on, mm-hmm. and it deals with, you know...
2: Yeah, the effect of. Uh, of. Uh, Angst, Catholic yeah. repression. Yeah, repression. Well, repression, well, a lot of things.
1: It's just a lot of. there's the manifestations of repression are just everywhere in this movie. Mm-hmm. Just everywhere she goes, she's dealing with different people, dealing with it in different ways, and they conflict no matter where you go. Oh, like, she is, like. consummately repressed.
0: Yeah. It's like. just like always
1: being told what to do, like. Right. Being taken advantage of, and. Mm-hmm. It seems, like, right. It she seems just like, wants to live. She's just trying to be, man. Yeah. It's Anna Karina just trying to be mm-hmm. Suzanne. But um,
0: so uh, so the woman's name, the girl's name is
1: Od- Sus- Odell. Suzanne. That's Odell is from. of Yeah. Suzanne
2: Marie Simonin,
1: played by Anna Karina, who I who I would like to say is in most. It seems like she's in most French New Wave films. Obviously, she's not. She's definitely. I don't remember being in any Eric Romer pictures. But I don't. Like her, but I feel like that works for every movie she's in. The Nun kind of fucked with my idea of who she was a little bit, but even there was still that notion of like she always just comes off as kind of like a little shallow bitch a little bit to me. I don't know if it's Anna that's just Anna Karina's vibe overall,
2: or maybe that's just how a lot of women are sort of
1: portrayed, or maybe that's yeah, yeah, maybe, or maybe it it has more to do with her relationship with the people she's working with and. Or maybe it has to do with maybe she's both? just a really good actress, and that's who she's playing every time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like she usually—I pl- mean—but uh, then again, I mean, it's like she's always playing a woman who's like trying to do her own thing, and other people are trying to to steer her in different directions. She's always so she's always in that kind of passive role, trying to making subtle advances here and there, but ultimately, like her destiny is getting thwarted by by French <laughs> <dudes>. Frenchmen's Frenchmen's, <laughs> yeah. But the nun though was different because I mean it just seemed like this was so much better acting because it seemed like she was always playing the same character in all the other mm-hmm. movies, and it informed so much of who I thought she was, and this kind of pl- I mean, I fucked with that a little bit. Right, this like, this maybe she's actually like a good actress. Long,
2: serious, like drama rather right. than some sort of flippant, you know, fun.
0: Yeah, thing. it's not like Breathless or anything. Like right. Breathless is I just. I was, was thinking about the pace of this movie, and it's like I feel like it's very slow, but it's yeah. very, very steadily. Slow, you know, it just keeps plodding on yeah. with just like
2: weird, like awkward, sad,
0: terribleness, and mm-hmm. it's just like, uh well, all right, here we go, keep going. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: every time you think something like the progression of is every time you think something good is gonna happen, it doesn't.
2: Like something vaguely nice happens, and then it it just turns out that two yeah. worse. Yeah,
1: exactly. It turns out no, like. Also, yeah, there's just, like, the fact that she, first she has that nice nun who, of course, dies, and then she's dealing with the other sisters who are just Nazis, and they're all about fl- flagellating and mm-hmm. hair shirts, which, like, it seems like the the early, yeah, the early mother was trying to get away from it. seems like the time period-wise they're probably starting to get away from that kind of thing and it being, like, a source of pride.
2: Jansenism? I didn't really look at... I made a note to look that up, but I didn't really... Get to see exactly what Jansenism was. Was That
0: like one like an order that one of the first convent was like.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It was uh, primarily in France a theological Christian theological movement that emphasized original sin, human depravity, and the necessary of divine grace and predest pres, predestination oh. predestination predestination <laughs> not predestination. <laughs> uh, well, damn. Yeah, so it was a. Uh, God, it was good. Yeah, it was a Jesuit like offsuit for uh,
0: yeah, so, so like the upper class. So was that like the first convent that she went to? Was that uh, yes. One of those. Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Second, so yeah, they were a little
0: more strict, and then yeah. the second one, they they got even stricter. And the second one?
1: No, and the first. In the first one, she has that first oh, right. for the first it mother who's who's very nice and she's trying to get to the idea. She's like, well, flagellation, things like that. This is a source of pride. People pride themselves on how much they can hurt themselves, how much they can take. That's not what being religious is all about. It's just about experiencing divinity. So, mm-hmm. then she's like, then that woman dies, which reminded me of Brothers Karamazov when the. I forget I forget all their names, but the youngest brother is his mm. guy dies, and the idea is that a, 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 if a priest is or a, is truly holy or a monk, that their body will not rot in the same way, so they won't smell. But this guy fucking stinks, and Brothers Karamazov, so mm. everyone's shitting on this guy's like uh, the holiness, legacy, his, legacy. But it's the it's one of the main characters. It's his. Uh, is a mentor. So he's like, feels torn and it kind of fucks up his view of the church. And cause people clearly have these like screwy views of what holiness even is that don't make any sense. And they're just like, they're not of this earth. It's like the, the holier they are, the more of this earth you should probably think that they are, but it's just a screwy thing. And
2: well, it's sort of funny that, um, that you mentioned that specifically because this movie was brought under fire by the, uh, it had trouble being released and, uh, because the uh, Okay, so the Ministry of
0: uh, Magic you No, know, yep. the
2: Ministry uh, Minister of Information of France in a campaign by the Catholic Church prevented it from uh, getting the script
1: Yeah
2: Okayed by the cinematograph <laughs> C- Cine- Cint- Cinematograph? National National de la Cinematographie Yeah, that's what I meant so the French <coughs> cinema house uh-huh. or what the National French, and they didn't like it because of its you know very and I believe this is a theme throughout most of French New Wave too is that they didn't like its like secular sort of right portrayal of everything that was going on in France at that well during any time period yeah. these movies take
1: yeah yeah no I mean it's very I'm, I, I can't speak to Diderot's novel but it deals with the actual things that uh, Suzanne is feeling which is not just all piety it's like conflict the opposite and, the opposite uh, yeah the opposite, it's just a lack of vocation and right
2: yeah and it wasn't even her fault it's not like no it's not know, her fault it's, it's
0: like i love god
1: you know i just don't want to love him in this way of being locked up and like
0: i don't want to be a fucking nun <laughs>
1: I guess with the, this one made it interesting in the beginning of the movie, whereas, like, the nun with the the main mother lady would say, like, when...
0: Through
2: the bars, like, the movie opens oh, up, yeah. and
1: it's just, like, it oh, looks yeah. like
2: prison. Yeah, I know. No, it's, they call
1: should, the room cells. But yeah. we, all, we all watch the devils, and, like, in, in the devils, which obviously took place earlier in history, but that uh, the main Vanessa Redgrave nun was saying how, like, none of the nuns were there because they wanted to be. They were all, like, people who, like, didn't have dowries and, like, they couldn't be married off. Like, they were there because it was convenient. Basically. And I think there's a lot... I mean, it was probably to the, to a lesser extent at this point, but it was, it's still... You know, the nuns aren't nuns always because they, they have a vocation. They're nuns because it's convenient for their families. Right. And their families don't have enough money to get, to marry them off they don't have a dowry.
2: Which is interesting, because if you looked at the main character's family, they said they, they were penniless and destitute. They didn't seem to be, though. No, they had, like, this a mansion. Right.
1: Like they seemed like if they really wanted to, they could servants, have sold some things off, got rid of a few servants, and married her off. But because she wasn't their actual daughter, she was clearly getting less... Right. Let's and
2: somehow the father didn't know that the father the the, the husband to her actual mother didn't know?
1: Right. Didn't know what? That, that she it was It wasn't his uh, daughter.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But it wasn't her daughter either though.
2: Yeah, it was. It was her daughter. Oh. It was just from a
1: prior marriage. I got No, to, not a prior marriage, her, uh, so, a prior, oh, a fling. Oh, okay. I don't know how I missed that. But See, right, she said it was she said like
0: you know you're my only sin then. and like the only way i can like reach heaven is okay. if you atone and like
1: have a good okay, christian well, life that, but that's
2: hypocritical it, it, yeah that it super is awful. hypocritical
1: that's, i she thought. was but her but mother was fucking was, awful but it mm-hmm. makes perfect sense and it's also like it makes perfect sense in terms of like she's trying to atone through her daughter and her daughter is not her so she cannot atone for her sins it doesn't make any sense
0: oh, yeah and also i feel Uh-oh. like
1: religion i mean is like that, like as somebody who was raised Catholic, and like my parents wanted me to like do all the things, and I had no interest in it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. very much like you're you're being pushed through these things, and it's not you, which I don't think religion should be. But right. Anyway,
0: um, I have a question about um, towards the end. Why did she have to leave the um, the laundry place?
1: The oh, at the at the is end, because
0: they were she, like getting closer. Yeah to, like, I guess figuring so, I guess out that so. she was the...
1: They didn't really explain it. She was there, and then she was just on the so like street. She heard, she heard
0: some people talking about, oh, yeah, that yeah. nun. They caught the guy. They caught the priest, but yeah. they'll
2: catch that nun eventually. But she, she went out with the priest. To, oh, wait, no, she didn't. she didn't. She didn't.
1: She didn't. She, like, got wrapped up with, like, some horrors, I think. Right, right, yeah. at the very okay. end. wait. So before that, right. So I think she just
2: left at the because end, she couldn't stand hearing them
1: talk about it she was worried that she would get caught. But I then don't she, think could there put is to death or I'm not,
0: so. I'm not missing too much there. No, like,
1: no, it just jump.
0: I see. It never so like it was from, just like uh, she was scared about yeah. like people finding out who yeah. she was. And who the, the she next was. scene,
1: she's begging on the street. And corner. she's
0: begging on the street, and somebody finds her and gives her money. I was like, oh, as a matter of fact, why do not you come here and yeah, be a whore?
1: Mom. Exactly, and oh, she can't mom, do man. that either. I mean, but then again, that makes sense too because it's another extreme. It's like she doesn't want to be a nun, but just because she doesn't want a nun doesn't mean she doesn't want to be a nun doesn't mean she wants to be a whore. She just wants to be herself. And it's like, well, if you're not going to be a nun and you're going to ditch all that, then you're going to be a dirty whore, okay? That's I still, your life. Right. I like, I still that doesn't can't. make sense. That doesn't work. No,
2: that's not
0: how.
1: And it. that's why she.
2: Maybe that's how it worked in the
0: 1700, 1760s yeah. in France right so I'm still, like, having a hard time jumping from, well, why can't you just be a laundress forever? You were doing fine.
1: I think she was worried about getting caught. Because I think you can be. Uh, I Well, there's obviously horrible things they can do, but I think they could go up to being killed for. Or, or being hung or something, you know. You well, know, it's France or it's France, and right. I mean, she'd probably take that over going back to the fucking comment. Yeah, which was weird because the second comment. I mean, I, I had vibes that Suzanne might be a lesbian, or from early on. Mm-hmm. And then when it actually comes to pass that, like, but she's just, actually she's isn't. just so innocent that
0: she doesn't even understand what's going on. <laughs> like, even when the lady is yeah. like going crazy and just like whining and crying and pining outside her room all night long Wait, what's the lady's deal what is going on and this guy is telling her no this woman is the devil she wants to
1: like deceive you and mm-hmm. trick
0: you into doing nasty but they still want to they still want to withhold
1: the the fabric of the what's whatever's going on even into this box end of this cloister like they don't want to remove her or maybe they can't immediately
0: Right, they just right. wanted.
1: They're just like, let's just keep like. She it quiet. has to.
0: She has to go insane, and like, then we have to do all these things to prove that she's insane.
1: Yeah, it's a rigmarole. They don't want to go through that rigmarole.
0: No, especially they're like all gung ho like in the, you know. legal illegal
1: rigmarole for yeah. a second time.
0: Right. Yeah. They're not all gung ho
1: like in the Devil. Yeah, like in the devils, but in the devils, it's like what with the what was his name again? I don't want to say Bustier, Father Bustier, oh, yeah. um, but uh, I don't remember. But anyway, Bukaki. Father Bukaki, Father Bukaki, Father mm-hmm. Bukaki was like actually changing things and like affecting the government, so that's yeah. why they did away with him. And these guys, they were they were trying to keep nuns. the status quo, but they were just failing personally, so they're not going to do anything about that. Just like the Catholic Church didn't right, do anything about Catholic priests scaring molesting scaring little boys later on. Runs like, in line, yeah. Which, uh, Sinead O'Connor tear, tore up a picture of the Pope, John Paul, <laughs> on Saturday Live, and, and they ruined her career, and then ten years later it comes out that, like, yeah, no, that the, the papacy was definitely, papacy was definitely suppressing... Information. ...information. And Sinead was right, that bald-headed, little Irish, beautiful woman.
0: Is she still alive? She's still She's alive.
1: She's still alive, and Right. it kind of rocks, dude, I mean... Uh, the one from the Cranberries who died recently, Oh, right? yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, both Irish. They're both petite. There petite were some great uh, Nets.
2: There were some great quotes uh, from a lot of the the nuns, like uh, "Let nature die in you." Like, yeah, oh, God, man.
0: brutal, dude. Right, it's like you. Know, what a how, how fucking you... shitty life
1: that would have been. <laughs> God damn. Like, that's how shitty. are you gonna? whole thing deny everything you're, you're, you are that's basically what the just, point of being yes yeah, you, have you to get deny, used to it
2: you know, you know. at least in janseness jansen
1: yeah you're born as this human i mean on earth and then they tell you like forget all that shit mm-hmm. like the only thing that matters is this idea that has nothing to do with you that's what you need to focus on and ignore everything else that is not right. only everything a, that you are it's everything everyone thing.
0: is yeah. yeah it's just like what is what's the purpose of these things? Just to like have people th- be like, Hey, look look at these women. They're it's, so pious and so devoted, they just go and
1: throw their lives yeah, away just I think to really devoted Right. I think it's what the Why first mother was talking about. I think it's like Avarice. Mm-hmm. Like I think Christian. Right. I think it's the avarice that through our uh well, we tertiary thinking sometimes. we can like overcome everything we are and that's a very prideful way to look at life and I think the first mother kind of saw that was like yeah that's a very well, arrogant way to look at life you can just deny everything that you are and just focus on like the most recent part of your evolution which like barely has you know I, it's weird
2: and and also like the mother the Suzanne's actual mother uh, she was like you're the only sin I've ever created right. but Fuck that! These 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 uh, Catholic offshoots—you're born into sin, anyways. Yeah. It's not just
0: because she had her. You know, no. she
2: wasn't even yeah. following her own faith correctly. That, that's all know?
0: Christianity. The yeah, original sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 yeah. Her yeah. mother was terrible. Her I mother just, was a pain
1: in the ass. All the women, except
0: like, can't get over that. Like. You're, you're my only sin so you have to live a pious yeah, life so. which is such
1: a classic like toddlers and tiaras way of like oh, <laughs> dealing with perfect. your kid yeah. like yeah. it's just like I could I was attractive for like a week and couldn't get a modeling career but my two year old who I control everything she eats, wears and does I can make sure she can be a model because I can control her I can't control myself because that, that's harder than controlling someone you have power over Right. so it's exactly the same thing toddlers and tiaras so uh, Suzanne is honey boo boo so I'm trying to <laughs> Hi, ciao. Honey boo boo chow. Honey
2: boo boo chow. Ciao. Um, I really liked uh well all of the interactions, the acting in this movie was phenomenal. I really, really liked all their period dress and Yeah, that was really stuff.
1: well done. I mean it wasn't like
2: Like, I'm pretty sure that's where they got like when uh the cardinal was talking to like all the lawyer people and stuff about like what to do. Right. Dude, it reminded me have you ever seen HBO's The Pope?
1: No, I haven't. It, it, that was that was pretty fun for what it was. I used to love that show. Uh, there was several versions of it, but I liked Borgia. And then there was the Borgias later with like right. Jeffrey Rush, maybe? I don't know. But Oh, no. I the, 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 yeah, like the there was, original There was two one. Borgia shows at the same yeah, time. At the same time. I liked, the, I liked Borgia, which I don't even know what channel it was on. I actually think I watched it at your house, Mark. But I liked okay. it. It seemed like it, it dealt with... Uh, it was Showtime
0: one, and I had, uh, right, mm-hmm. with the guy with the, the eyes that were really close together that played Cesare. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. That was a good one.
1: That one I liked better than the other one cuz I checked the other one right. seemed a little dull. Right. And that right. one was a little over the top. Bo- just just Borgia was a little over the top, but that's kind of what I liked about it. And it w- it was more of like a his- historical thing for me as opposed to you. Yes. It was more historical than drama. The
0: um the the one about Henry VIII with um the guy Jonathan Rhys Davies. Mm-hmm. And uh, Natalie Dormer was in it. That show. Um I forget what it was called
1: But I don't know Did It was I an HBO, it sh- it was, it was an HBO
0: it. show It was It was really fun Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: There's a lot of great I mean it was
0: It's about Henry VIII Who was like The coolest fucking monarch Yeah To think about mm-hmm. to learn about and He's the most famous monarch That's ever lived And then his daughter Is like the second Most famous
1: monarch To ever live At the risk of sounding like A complete idiot His daughter was Elizabeth right? Correct Okay Yep and there are movies about it, Right. Okay, There's movies about all these people. Yeah, yeah. I'm not lying. Okay. <laughs> so can we verify this through fiction? Is this verifiable <laughs> through fiction? Uh, I'm sure. Okay. Indeed. <laughs> it's not real until someone Indeed, writes a book in- about it. Indeed.
2: So I got another fun quote here from this. Okay. Do uh, it. We are beautiful for others, not for ourselves. Ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which no that was very uh that is so the opposite of the way I live my life <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I am beautiful for me and only me
0: that's, oh, that's the whole point of this who said that her mother
2: uh no that was uh the uh the lesbianic second uh, the, mother the
0: second mother
1: hmm. mm-hmm. which oh, is, well, yeah uh, which
2: is you know I find sort of amusing because she oh, she man. was it, very outwardly beautiful so, yeah.
0: inwardly very inner very destroyed ugly. back yeah. to the pace of this play yeah like this woman was just like fucking oh. macking on this girl, Hardcore. throbbing, throbbingly, an hour. Oh yeah, like that's a lot. Of this like, thing. oh, it's gonna happen here. I know, it's gonna it... happen here. It's gonna happen here. But, but like then, ten scenes, right? Like, what?
1: But if that did happen, fuck? if that did happen, if Suzanne did get together with Mother Superior, then I feel like that's like not right for that character because that character wants to get out. That's the main thing. Yeah, sure, yeah she yeah, doesn't yeah. know what she's getting out into, but to like just. To 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 like, uh, to quietly obey publicly and then just to get off in private wouldn't have worked for her because she would have to still be in the confines of the convent.
2: But she wasn't
0: also a lesbian either. She wasn't. I don't know if it even it, apparently. It, I, but, yeah, it I, seemed like they tr- it seemed like they tried to make it seem or tried right. to like the hint. The, they hint. Did She, hint she, at she it. didn't get it at all.
1: Mm-hmm. It, like she, well, it didn't yeah.
0: even cross her mind that this woman wanted to fuck her.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah, she just thought, like, well, for, if you look back to Never. the beginning of the movie, even, the first mother even was... Even after
0: the guy was telling her,
1: don't talk to her at night. Don't just be... Lock your door. Yeah, yeah. Just
0: stay away from her. Yeah. She's trying to do evil, nasty things. She's she possessed by the devil. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's right, the devil. Mm-hmm. Satan! Satan! Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, just, and she's just like, oh. That's a bummer. She's evil. She wants to do evil things. Just keep her away. Whatever mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> and uh,
2: her her uh, but her former fuck puppet. Oh, uh, Cameron, oh Teresa. She's like, oh, don't be jealous of the love she feels for me. And she's, she's like, like everyone like, wants oh, a piece I of go. this. Besides it's smart.
0: You know what? I think if she did realize that this girl, this woman, wanted to fuck her, she might have done it, and she might have been like God earlier God, on.
1: Yeah, if it didn't play out exactly right. how it did. Yeah,
0: if she had realized in like the sixth or seventh, yeah, you know, flirtatious interaction, like oh, like, oh, okay, this one wants to lick my.
1: Cooter. yeah so she could get off and it'd be fine but just because of the way it played out because her innocence is always tripping things up for her she's too innocent she's too innocent she she, she doesn't don't know she, she done, just she, wants to be free yeah but this is the whole she's free free to do what she i mean that's the whole problem free falling. she wants to, she doesn't know what she wants to be free to do and she doesn't like she here's the thing she's
0: leading she's the with, good girl she is the she's good she's
1: crazy about elvis yeah, yeah. she loves horses and jesus too There's an Elvis No Jesus too. America in America too. See See how tied in they are? And her boyfriend too? (coughs) Who's Jesus? Who's American Jesus Elvis? You guys ever seen Hamlet too?
2: No, <laughs> oh my God, it's such a good movie.
1: What the, the Hamlet Two is like? They make a play. It's supposed to be Hamlet Two, and then it becomes about Jesus. And this is this old playwright gets a high school play team, and they make this thing called Hamlet Two. And there's this scene called Rock Me Sexy Jesus, and like he's like Jesus has to have swimmers abs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't wait till Jesus Christ
0: Superstar fits into one of the yeah. categories that we do. Oh, that'd
1: be that'll be fun I love that movie
0: You're, it's your favorite I, I uh it is
1: I, literally my favorite music. I just want to tell anyone who hasn't seen Hamlet 2 you have to see Hamlet 2 Steve Coogan it's so ridiculous it's such like I think Trey Parker Matt Stone might have like produced it or something cause it's so oh, it's such like watching. a South Park style fuckery it's so good and like in, within the first like few minutes of the movie like his students give him acid and it's crazy and like, it's really good nice Hamlet 2 such a weird title Amy Poehler is in it. She's a she's a lawyer, and one her best line is, "You can't scare me. I'm married to a Jew."
2: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> oh man. <coughs> so.
0: Le- 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 <coughs> religious <coughs> religious. Uh, religious. Mm. Let me get some of that religious and down my chin. Anything in. we? Anything important that we haven't? I just think
1: timeline time. wise. I mean, I would like to talk. I mean, like, well, so she's at this point, she's dating Jean-Luc Godard. I mean, Anna Karina is. Mm-hmm. So and they're, he's friends with Jacques Rivette. And Rivette says we can. I want to use her in my movie because I mean, it's one of those things. that's A small pool they're working from. Probably like he only knows so many just stunning women like Anna Karina her, her whole thing is she's stunning which is why in the same way as Marilyn Monroe stunna. she's a stunner she's a dun- dun- dunna. I don't know but like in the same way as Marilyn Monroe like I don't know what the inner workings of Marilyn Monroe's mind are but they play these dopey characters all the time so I picture Marilyn Monroe as being this very naive dopey woman who then gets killed by JFK's people and whatever <laughs> but same with Anna Karina like, I see her that way. But she's the same archetype, same type of okay. actress. I get it. But I, I definitely see there's more talent to her than I think comes through
0: a lot of these other films. Yeah.
1: yeah. But she's, so, so Rivette gets her from, I mean, eventually she breaks up with Godard and and keeps being in his movies, like uh, Perot LeFoe. Lafoe, not saying that right, but she's in that. Parole-a-fo. parole I got. I, I gotta go. But yeah, so that's just that's just what's going on with that. There's definitely stuff going on with Calle du Cinema at this time. Like, uh, I know uh, Eric Romer was the editor of Calle du Cinema after Andre Bazin founded it. So he wasn't making movies at this time. The others were. And... Uh, they're saying, they're telling Romer. They're saying, Romer, you're not putting us in Cahiers du Cinema. We all work for the magazine. Why aren't our movies in it? Like, why? This is supposed to be like the magazine of the cinema revolution. And you're talking, you're still talking about auteurs and stuff because that's what mm-hmm. Romer was interested in. So Romer decides he's gonna, he's getting annoyed being told what to do because he's a French New Wave sort of proto cinema brat. So he's like, okay, uh, the last issue I'll do, I'll talk about nothing but New Wave, and then I'm gonna bow out. So he does that, and then which is good for Romer because he goes on to make his first movie. So he gets to throw his hat in the mix, and Rivette gets to come back, become editor, and make it this communist manifesto thing, where he's also, not only is he, is he pimping the new wave, he's also like critiquing the government and getting all of his Marxist ideas out there.
2: Right, they uh, actually shut down the Cannes fin- Films Festival in 1968, due to, uh, they got a whole bunch of, uh, they created him, uh, Romare, and a bunch of other guys, created this uh, group called Atta Genero Cinema Francois? Francais? Mm-hmm. Francais, yeah. Uh, and they... Sure. It was a group of film industry workers who protested, you know, for, for to have more intellectual freedom and less government control okay. of the film industry.
1: There's also something else really interesting about Robert, which I was trying to remember this. So there's like a, the, the guys in France before the French New Wave. I forget what it's called. It's like French cinema... Hold on. Let me just try and see if I can get a quick view of it. What the fuck was that called? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, they go to the. They go to the. I think it's. I think it's Cannes. All the French New Wave guys go, and they they start making fun of the, the old school. Um, they start shitting on all, all of their movies, and they show up in like bad, shabby clothes, and they have to, another director ends up letting them in, so.
0: Take off your shabby dress.
1: Yeah, so that that happens, but then so they all get pushed out. But they're kind of like they also like then they go back and write in Cahiers du Cinema about the ordeal, like kind of saying like they had this this uh, this triumph over the old the old school. <laughs> like fuck these guys. It's all about us now. So that's cool with revet. and I think it was Cannes, but I'm having trouble finding. It. I didn't even write it down. But
2: well, apparently this group uh, they they managed to create a strike for a lot of these film workers and they shut down the cannes film festival in 1968 nice And never happened
1: they're crazy guys crazy sexy guys
2: yeah it's sort of interesting that uh people well this is pretty par for the course in france people mm-hmm. rebelling against the french government as is right now
0: yeah <laughs> you gather. i mean i mean how many revolutions the french thing to do
1: right i feel also i, I still say but good
0: for them mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah film wise though i suppose say in tandem i think we're getting like neo italian neo realism is going on these guys are under roberto Rossellini. Mm-hmm. there's i mean so real neorealism is obviously very realistic so the realistic aspects of french new wave are drawing from this and there's also there's also like around the same time uh, german new cinema is more 70s late 60s but they're kind of around the same time Fellini's happening around the same time so they're kind of the cool kids on the block but there's other people doing similar things but they're doing it a little bit more conventionally and maybe a little bit more seriously like these guys are like they have this amateurish they were
2: both sort of even the nun was fun in some weird
1: terrible way yeah there's something exciting about all this stuff which is what makes it cool it's like it's Mm -hmm. new it's exciting they're breaking all the rules breaking all the rules I mean, because you
0: could, like, you could really get behind her, you know, uh, yeah. Suzanne. You could, like, yeah, you know, she's going to make it. And you could, like, mm-hmm. this is the right thing. She's she's working towards the right thing. She's right, you know. Mm-hmm. She's your hero.
2: And she's going to make it like... and stuff. Except, you know, when the yeah. new confessor is about to let her out, he's, like, laden with chains and no hope of breaking them. And little, yeah. A, and she'd dance up killing
1: yourself. Yeah, yeah, very kind of abruptly, she just jumps out the window and she says, fuck this. So so what was what there? weird was I was, <laughs> very I was watching a coyote. movie
0: the day before <clears throat> I watched this one and it ended like, almost exactly the same. Um, very abruptly. I'm not going to be able to remember it right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, So cut this out. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: I... I like movies that end in very abrupt death scenes and don't resolve. Or just watch the K- or the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a new Cohen Brothers oh, yes. anthology. I liked that. I, I have I thought that was amazing. A lot. Fatalistic comedy was so good. Every right. story was so good. I it had favorite funny works. and just kind of fatalistic. Just dark.
0: Yeah, it was not kind of dark. It was pretty dark. Yeah, especially the one with the, the
1: the the armless orator. Yeah, that was, that was really real dark. His life was shit. And then he gets thrown off a bridge. What was, that? Like, it was called like the Ballad of Buster oh, Scruggs. Man. It's just like a it's a, a it's a Western anthology. Oh, fatalistic okay. comedy, and Tom Waits plays the pro- old prospector, yeah, which yeah. is really great. And he does like uh, Mister Pocket, Mister Pocket. I know you're up there, Mister Pocket. <laughs> oh, and you don't. Th- yeah, I didn't absolutely. think he'd ever find the gold, and then he does. He gets shot, and then he beats the guy. It's the only triumph in the movie. And I think just. Yeah. I don't know if you're supposed to assume that he dies on the way back with the gold or not, but either way, just him beating up the guy is Whatever. satisfying for this right. movie because it didn't, everything it didn't else matter didn't, at that point. Like
0: even if he died, legendary. If he made it back. Yeah. Whoa! He, it's I, still a legendary, epic yeah, story. Oh my god! Like, all Gold Canyon was the name of that one. You'll never know. When. And the last, yes, the last one was
1: amazing. The the, the coach. Yeah.
0: That, that was, was like cool.
1: you, the, maybe they're all going to, to hell or purgatory. You don't know. And like, there's the bounty hunters who are just the two most hilarious characters. Yeah. And they're just so casual about <laughs> death. And just like there are two kinds of people. The basically those that are hard to kill and those that are easy to kill. Like, it's just <laughs> I mean, like you know, the
0: other. And the other characters were so, know, we're talking about something else now. We're getting into yeah, this thing. Really, but yeah, other thing. That, that was a thing. Really the other good thing, three though. characters were so, like, steadfast in their
1: beliefs. Their beliefs. The the, the the they were trapper. totally opposed to the gambler, the tedious trapper, right. and the pious woman. Oh, man. <laughs> the 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 tedious and tra- the two assassins. And the, and the two bounty hunters, yeah. 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 That was amazing. And every every story was great. The rattled woman story was fucking really great because it was the happiest up to the point where it's the woman like s- shoots herself in the head. Like, it was, you know... It seemed like it was all working out. Like, oh, they're falling in love. Oh, Everything's man. gonna work out. No, no. She, and she's she's like, scared well, of the oh, command. Fuck. And the first one was, like, the funniest. Not Buster Scruggs, but the next one with uh, James Franco where he, like, almost he was gets in two telling. or three
0: of them, though. Was he? He was in the first... He's the guy that came in and killed Buster Scruggs in the first one. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is that James? It didn't look like him. Maybe. No, for oh. sure it is. Okay. Maybe. Anyway. But, yeah, in the second one. Yeah. yeah. That was just funny. Yeah. The whole bank so, robbery
1: yep. was so Coen Brothers, so, like, yeah. just, like, a okay. fuck-up, just, like, after a fuck-up. <laughs> like, so I this don't...
2: is, like, Red Dead Redemption 2, the quest series. It's it's
1: <laughs> just, it's. I mean, it's about the, the unforgiving nature of the, the, the New West, yeah. of mm-hmm. the... Yeah, but
2: yeah, it's like it's like a fucking quest in what Red Dead Redemption. Just about it's about how weird death can visit it's all no matter, matter like how that. good yeah. no
1: matter how good at fighting and whatever you are, you can easily be killed and forgotten. Like Buster Scruggs the first one is killed. He he miraculously kills three people. He's the fastest gun around. He sings a song oh, and then yeah. some guy just walks up and shoots him. He's a little bit faster. He's like no matter how fast and great and charismatic you are, there's always someone who can kill you. You need to count? No. Nah. Yeah, um, exactly. And he looks at the thing in the mirror. It's so yeah, cool. let's talk about the armless guy doing the thing. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah, the oration of like he all just of like time
0: trades him. Yeah, basically him for a for chicken, a chicken that does math.
1: Yeah, in a, like math in a roundabout way, he trades him. He doesn't tr- literally trade him, but he does buy the chicken and then throw him off a bridge. So it right. does it, it does happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. I like like at that point in the show movie thing whatever it is like I was like oh man is all this gonna come back around uh, are all the stories gonna tie together in the mm-hmm. end and like alright maybe he doesn't die and like he comes back at the Blended. end and just, nope it's I all these
1: s- just they stories I think with- as the Coen Brothers movies progress most of the well, movies just are out. about people dying yeah it was pretty recent <laughs> are, are about like nobody winning like that's not what they're about yeah, yeah. yeah. it was all yeah it was good it was very good Hmm. Yeah, let's take What I said, yeah. Smoke splits, bitch. Yeah, smoke splits, bitch. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try and place French New Wave like I just did during the break or in the back porch. Uh, history- Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. No. Okay. No, we're not. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so you have old Hollywood. This is the way I trace cinema. I don't even look. Beyond, I don't look before old Hollywood. I don't really care about it. So you, you have old Hollywood. You have Je- Howard Hawks. You got John Huston. You got Billy Wilder, you got this shit. You got Alfred Hitchcock. You got all this shit happening. That's what some of the first most interesting films are made. Then stuff starts sprouting up. You're getting. You got Italian neorealism pops up. You got so that's like De Sica and you like the Bicycle Thieves and uh, Umberto D. And then you get a little later on. You get uh, Ata- or I said it was, oh yeah Italian neorealism. And a little little later on, you get like a, you get French New Wave. You get fucking, so you get that, and you get new German cinema after French New Wave, but also kind of parallel to new German cinema, you also get the, the second golden age of Hollywood, so Hollywood, and during the interim, while all these foreign films are coming out, Hollywood fails, so Hollywood decides to start hiring up these new upstart guys, the cinema brats, who are all very well versed in like Akira Kurosawa, Italian neorealism, French New Wave, so they're coming onto the scene, and they're like, "We want to make movies our way." And Hollywood says, "We don't know how to make movies anymore that make money, so you can do whatever you want." So they start doing that. Then these newer films are like, you know, like uh, Martin Scorsese and Taxi Driver and things like that. You got Francis Ford Coppola popping out with a uh, Godfather and stuff like that. Then you have, by accident, another cinema brat comes along too. These two of the cinema brats kind of change the dynamic. As it goes, so you have Steven Spielberg and you have George Lucas, who respectively make, I mean, your close encounters are kind, make the, and then you have Star Wars, like the perfect blockbuster film. So Hollywood decides, like, oh, maybe we don't need to let anybody who wants to make a movie make a movie. We now have a formula for how to make a movie that makes money, but a lot of people don't realize how perfect these movies were like Star Wars, so a lot of the blockbusters don't do as well, but that creates the new modern 80s blockbuster cinema, and then you have what we have now, which is this totally bloated, over-the-top thing, and alongside that developed the independent film. Arena, so people mm. like Quentin Tarantino, things like that, and then to right down to the completely independent films. So they're working working in parallel now, as they're not as blended in as they were before. John Waters. John Waters. He's kind of maybe like a proto independent filmmaker. He was around there at the same time, doing things his own way, which is very much how it happens now. You either do things your own way, or you're part of that. Huge capitalist crazy bullshit movie like Avengers or something like that. And then you got guys in the middle like Tarantino who can kind of straddle the line and get away with both and know a little bit about cinema. And that is pretty much placing where French New Wave fits in.
2: So French New Wave is kind of. Before the blockbuster time. Yeah,
1: exactly. So before, yeah, so French New Wave is is very much influencing the second wave of, of. the second golden age of Hollywood being Godfather for Copa Apocalypse Now, these kind of movies. And you can, you can trace it, because these are going to have similar cut styles to, like, French New Wave, and they're going to deal with the younger topics, cooler topics. They're also going to play with genre, but they're not going to be as brazen as French New Wave a lot of the time. That will be saved for the independent film sort of arc. Mm-hmm. Along with people like John Waters, the and
2: independent arc,
1: the, the independent, independent arc, movie anime. I'd say John Waters was maybe one of the people who was most directly affected by people like. I don't even know if he likes them very much, but I directly, directly like breaking the fourth wall, which we're about to talk about. Things like that, like that, John Waters uses a lot of stuff like that, and just playing with cinema as a convention. So now we're going to talk about Band Apart, a band of outsiders.
0: Right, which was released in 1964 and directed by Captain Jean-Luc Godard.
1: Captain Jean-Luc Godard.
0: Um, Jeepers. I mean, it didn't seem like it was very well received, or it did, because there was something in the beginning about... uh, Was it Cannes or a different film festival? I don't know. It's probably Cannes, because that's... It seems uh, to be the... The only player in town, right? Now.
1: Right, yeah, the only game in town. Right. right. The But, I mean,
0: any, anyway, so cons. the wiki doesn't mention anything about that. But I thought it was in the movie somewhere. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. Um, um I mean, but yeah, so, I mean, uh, it is very, um,
1: it's highly regarded nowadays, at yeah. the very least. hmm it's very independent feeling. It's very hip. It's very cool. It's very cool, kid. And like, it's also about these like disenfranchised it's, people. Jean it's Luke. very 60s millennial. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Which is, it it's very fun because people seem to think millennials are like this, this, uh, this completely new, new thing, unique. Thing? But no, there's hey, there's wait. been generations like this in the Every past. Every generation is like this. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's just like totally
0: breaking down society into a different.
1: Way fucking everything up. They will, yeah. And these people, every
0: new generation,
1: the millennials will also become their parents and shit on whatever's next. So we do it. We do it. I do it today. (laughs) Doing it right now. Yeah, I mean, like we're like we could be millennials. We are. We are. We We are the. We're like the first or second line of millennials. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: we reached adulthood with full
0: internet capability. That's right. Yeah, but we didn't grow up that way. It's no, kind of weird.
1: We're a little different. We're—I mean, we, I, there's various. There's like, there's like, we're like—I forget what was some of the titles, but those like our the a direct, senior
2: millennial. The millennial.
1: I would say we're the senior millennials. But we yeah. also were on the cusp of being millennials, like because technology we were, defines millennialism. We missed by on one year. Yeah. So a lot of us didn't have cell phones in high school and stuff, yeah. but some of us did, and. Uh, I mean, there were obviously there weren't smartphones and things like that, but you know, computers and uh, social media was starting with MySpace when we were in high school, and things like that. So we're, we we know what it is. Competitive when Facebook video game. came out, we were like, oh, I, I know how to do this.
0: But so I feel like my daughter, who is twelve. I feel like this. that's
1: a different generation. That's not millennial anymore. No. No. That's post... I don't know what you're gonna, we're going to call it yet. Right. We don't know what we're going to call it yet. I, there but, is a title. But being they're totally informed... Fucking weird. They're totally informed by memes. Right. By the internet. Oh, my God. they just a, love YouTube. But this... Their generation is even more 90s to me. It's because weird. they're so postmodern, and they're so like... Everything's weird a joke. YouTube, everything's shit. funny. But they're also weirdly sincere... Which can be dis- 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 that's disconcerting. because
2: they don't haven't developed the normal social skills that
1: right yeah yeah there's, there's no uh, they there's have to use
2: technology down. to it's
1: uh, like they're making fun of everything without the veil of irony that we use to make fun of everything so it's like you're making fun of everything yet you're invested in, so in the so that's why a lot of them seem to have mental problems I think because that's a hard that's a hard line to navigate because we used... I mean to keep our mental state safe we used a veil of irony keep the world at arm's length which has now been lifted via social media because if you're young and you're just out there all the time you Mm. don't have that right you don't have the ability to to push the world away which i don't know if it's good or bad i just saying that just seems to be sincerity seems to be important nowadays right like because people because that's how people relate to each other that's how people get money now like you go you don't go to a, a guy and be like you're gonna pay me i'm gonna present myself like this to the people like, no, you just you directly ask the people, like, can you, like, subscribe and go on. Mm. Like, we have to, you know, I'm not saying this a bad thing, but we have to, you know, be like, subscribe, like us, you know. You have, to, you have to put yourself out there a little bit, you know.
2: I don't mind that because that's more, that is technically Techn- more, more genuine. honest. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: more genuine. Yeah. That you and if, know, and I've got and if a we get to keep slew the of jokes. people I
2: pat Patreon too unfortunately. Right.
1: Exactly. That's like. Right.
2: Unfortunately, one more, of I them has that been stuff. taken like the off. Yeah, it's question. almost
0: like right. you know, it's like like, a If you like what we do, like, you know, support us, and we can yeah. do it better for you. Exactly. Oh man, direct.
1: like uh, it's not like it's not capitalist in the sense of like, what we've been growing up with like you can't get a decent piece of bread because all the people making bread are the people who are cutting the most ca this is an Ian Mackay thing. Mm-hmm. He made this essay called like Capitalists Can't Make Good Bread Which is true to an extent. I mean if you're like a devout Good capitalist corporation. Now you have to cut so much cost. By the time you get to making the actual product, it has to be so flat, mm-hmm. middle of the line, that it's not going to be as exciting as like a bakery on the corner or something like that. Right. But that's capitalism too. I'm not saying it.
2: Isn't, right. but but there's huge booming niche markets for everything. But it's like which is new sort capitalism. of what this goes. Right, you know what I mean? Like there's a there's a niche for virtually every, every kind of media, every kind of bread. Yeah. We're you fi- know, we're,
1: yeah bread exactly. We're finding, our ideal, it, like we're finding our way back to we finding our way back to good capitalism. Every, right. right.
0: Everything you buy comes from within, like, 100, 150 miles from you. And even with, like, the globalization now, it's just like, you know, yeah. you can go a little bit farther than that and it's still just like, oh, yeah, Well this shit was made in Michigan. Right. Uh,
1: you know. I mean, there are people out there who are making their livelihoods on, like, uh, Etsy or something and then there are mm-hmm. people who are, are augmenting their uh, income with it and there are people who aren't are sh- making shit there Far are people right. who, who have made negative three cents as a podcast I'm mm-hmm. not naming names <laughs> <laughs> technically ten cents but if we tried to Probably get that ten cents that. we would have to pay like thirteen cents so but <laughs> at any rate it's a different world we're getting back to we're gonna invest we're gonna invest that potential we're, yeah
0: it's a potential ten cents that we're going to invest
1: our mm-hmm. future in our podcast. future as a podcast as the cinema underground mm-hmm. thank you guys which is I mean it's ironic because we say we're underground but like right. literally anyone can have access to us mm-hmm. there's no jumping through hoops there's no man at the door why do we call ourselves because I don't remember because our cool name cause, is because it's a cool name and we wanted <laughs> to be called for reals but there was a there was a place called for, or there's a studio called for reals and they have the website and everything Derek for reals Derek fucking for real one of my favorite characters, played by uh, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I'm going his name. <laughs> Paul Rubens, post-getting-caught jacking off in a theater. Re- you have to reinvent yourself when that happens, apparently. Louis oh. C.K. didn't. Yeah. Not uh, yet. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Louis C.K. <laughs> Poor bastard. I don't want to get roasted for that,
0: but anyway, tough. Um, have he we started that? talking about the movie yet?
1: Oh, no, a band apart. Yeah, so...
0: So, sort of, we did talk so, about it.
1: Yeah, it starts with Tell that... Tell us more. ...interesting... Oh, we we never talked about the music. Real, oh, but, the music is... Uh, in The Nun, though, the music was weird. I just want to real quick get that out of the way. Those, like, the cloppy noises, the music oh, it's was just all just like, noise. bells and
2: it's, scratches. It, it, and, all
1: right, I have get an anecdote about the music in The Nun.
0: So, I started watching a movie called The Nun, and I'm watching the intro, and I see this name as The Music... And shit, I can't remember it now. But I was like, "That looks like a familiar music name. That shouldn't be the case." Mm-hmm. So I like stopped it. I oh, was at the and new like, looked it film. Up? Yeah. Right. And <laughs> I was like, "Oh, what? That's weird. How the fuck did I know this guy
1: was not was it Hans Zimmerman or something?
0: No, <laughs> one of those.
1: Johan Johansson. Yeah. Or uh, oh, who was one of those Tim Burton movies? The guy from It's a, probably Bo- Blake, Blake something. Or, yeah. But anyway, I
0: Um. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I was like, no, there's no way. Mm. By by the musical composer, I was like, this is the wrong movie. Yeah. Anyway.
2: Yeah, uh, I felt like yeah, there was very. There's no melody to it, at least in the nun, and it was uh, I like
1: because I like music like that. Right. It's very
2: weird and unnerving, and Mm -hmm. it sort of signaled a change throughout them when there was sounds that weren't. Directly dialogue. Mm. It definitely like signaled something was going to happen in the next like two or three minutes.
0: Talk about. Sorry, let's talk about the sounds in the nun for a second. Let's jump back. Mm. Jumping back. Just like the weird little squeaking sounds, the squeakings and like the like the bells and the windy sounds. Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those were the sounds. Yeah, that like the squeaky sound was like throughout the whole fucking thing. (coughs) Mm -hmm. Like at least in the first convent. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 There was just bizarre. Not sounds crazy. All the time. It was just no. Like, there were these bizarre sounds in every
0: sounds. Right. But it, it wasn't until I heard like the wind sound that I was like, "Oh, this is. These are supposed to be, like, sounds of Diegetic sounds of the area." Right. So yeah. What was the squeaking? Was it mice or like I could have been? It or just it happened the walls, all the time. It was but. just some squeaking. It was creepy. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. All right. The erosion so, of sand. Stand apart. I mean, I think the music was much was this hip hop and jazz. Was, yeah, it was which I mean, jazzy. John Guitar is very jazz. He's a very just very happening dude, hip hopping and dude. It's in black and white. <laughs> He's using it to be to make it. You know, this movie kind of dark. We're dealing with uh, we're dealing with the sort of just maybe just not maybe not franchise, but uh, sort of they're outsiders because they don't really they're kind of too smart to play along, but they don't really have anything else to do, so they become criminals.
2: Mm-hmm. And kind sort of, of incidentally.
1: I don't love the flash frames. I in mean the that description really
2: cool.
0: kind of reminds me of um, that movie and story of the like the people that play D and D and go into the sewers and Crueled Out. D- yeah, it's called Crueled Out. Yep. yep.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: What anyway, reminded you of Crueled
0: Out? Well, just your description of the, the way they were outsiders. Right. Okay, yeah. Um I yeah, it was still mm-hmm.
2: When this movie started i thought right after the opening credits i thought a band of outsiders were going to be all these shittily constructed manhole covers in the middle of all the streets huh and they actually mentioned that later in the movie do too. they really yeah. yeah oh shit. i thought it was a hubcap laying uh-huh. in the center of the street i'm like oh it's a it's now it's an outside lonely
0: hubcap you <laughs> know no and hub it is a
1: manhole cover is like this high on the nice. street i mean there was some terrible driving in the Yeah. Movie. Around dirty Paris. Yeah. Paris looks very run down through the lens of this movie and very just Th- through the eyes of a of a French teenager. French teenager, yeah. Right.
2: I thought it was snowing the whole time and it was just like no. a,
0: that's
1: just the way it was it just looks made like to look. I mean yeah. it's Paris supposed to be beautiful Paris, Paris. <laughs> yeah, right. And also
0: it's black and white, so there's like there's no nighttime.
1: Right, 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 which makes it awkward. Awkward. There's also the song is like the song from What About Bob. The it's like I don't remember. The, the piano music mm-hmm. reminded me of What About Bob for some reason. <laughs> Gil! Gil! <laughs> I got so excited, I forgot to take you with me. Gil. Oh, Death therapy. The narrator. The narrator. This, when I talk about it being pretentious, like I feel like this is where I'm getting that from. Because you have this guy he's like, and then Jerry felt so alone inside, but he said, that's okay, I'm just going to play cards for a little while, and then maybe I'll go to bed and take a nap, and then I go to take a nose, and then he woke up and he said, I feel so sad. Just so weird... I don't know what this narration is. It's just like it's it almost seems frivolous and unnecessary to me. <clears throat> like I'm going to get the movie without it, but it all it does deliver a certain tone, this downbeat tone of the movie.
2: Right, but, but it's, it's almost weird. like a joke. It's coupled, it's yeah, it's coupled with the like the bright, lively, yeah. like yeah. sort of child. It almost doesn't nature. fit. Yeah,
1: it, it, it seems like it's more serious than what we're seeing.
2: Right, but yeah.
1: Yeah, or it seems like there's like a like a uh, sort of sardonic or adult who's watching this and being like, "Well, the kids, you know, this what you is get? what happens when you're a child. Stop, stop being a child. Grow up, France, little baby." And yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of car scenes, like *Breathless*. *Breathless* is another great picture. I don't know if I'm gonna pick it for mine, but it's Jean-Luc Godard, and it's his first one. There's a lot of scenes in the car. There's a lot of break. There's a lot of breaking the fourth wall in this movie. Mm-hmm. which which uh, Jean-Luc Godard will go further and further as he goes along in his films. He'll get more and more pointing out how what the apparatus of cinema. He'll get more and more breaking the fourth wall, looking at the audience. And In Parole of Lafoe, which I'm probably not saying right, there's a scene where Anna Karina is just... It, they completely break the fourth wall, but almost for no reason, which is fun in that movie, where Anna Karina just comes across this, the the frame with a pair of scissors cutting, like this emasculation to the audience, which is like... Fuck you and your male gaze kind of scene, but like, mm-hmm. but so it just grows. But it starts here with just these quick, flippant movements. Not, right. where did she say? I wrote it down, but I don't remember where. But anyway, she looks at the camera. The first time she raised the fourth wall, she looks at the camera and says, "Right,
2: something. oh, uh, I was thinking second. Uh, right before they go, the first time to go rob uh, her house. I'm not quite sure, uh, Olivia." Livia what what is her name? Odelia Odelia,
0: uh, Odell Odelia Odel Odile Odile? 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 spelled Mm
2: -hmm. O-D-I-L-E Odile
0: O-D-E-L-I
1: A
2: (laughs) we're bad at French guys sorry Odile
1: had Princess Leia hair in the beginning of the movie which I wonder if that might have been I mean because they were so influenced by French I wonder if he like saw that was like that's hot
0: that's and old school That's old school new. sex
1: And I'm gonna I want Carrie Fisher To dress like that Yeah it's do it's a young boy's name Pat can Uh Ordeal, Franz things.
0: And what was the other guy's name Um Oh
2: uh, uh, Franz and Arthur Arthur. Albert. Arthur. Arthur. Al- Albert.
1: Arthur 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 Is it Arthur And not Arthur. Albert Where did I Okay Arthur's My bad Arthur. Oh it is Arthur I wrote Arthur. it Arthur. 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 Arthur Arthur He's an auteur Ha <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> ha their relationship was fucking weird
1: i mean yeah the relationships to this movie are every,
0: odd but i feel like every person in this movie treated her very fucking weird
1: yeah they did franz is obviously attracted initially to Odile. Od- he's the first one and then arthur's like i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck this girl right. like that's yeah. gonna happen and he's, he's like, like no, no, no could I'm you not th- arthur cuz we 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 both know Everyone's. that you're hot can you every- just not Everyone's
2: relationship is weird in this movie.
1: And, you know, and, and it's almost like there's this frivolousness yeah. even to their relationship. They claim to be in love at one point, but, like, from as an outsider, you're like, that's not love. It's just, like, two people are interested in each other because they don't know each other. And mm-hmm. Arthur's not that interested. He just wants to get...
0: All the secular scenes. Want, yeah. The scenes where they're just moving in circles. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. Like, they they do it in the car one time. Uh, they do it... At,
2: uh, right in the beginning with that exaggerated shooting.
1: Yeah, I, that's why I, 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 thought, thought, I, I that thought
0: one guy was going to die do it die at the restaurant there.
1: like twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that this is kind of early Jean-Luc Godard uh, referencing cinema. Because it's Billy the Kid and they, re- they reenact it. And I think it's just kind of pointing to like this is a cow. They're reenacting in their minds for this movie these characters think they're cowboys. Hmm. Like, And this is a reference to a cowboy film in a movie. I and mean, it's not as direct as some of his later things will be. I don't remember timeline-wise. There's like the, the La Petite Soldat it's probably around the same time. Anna is in that. It's about like an Al- Albanian uh, insurrection or some shit. Hmm. I don't know. Ah, well, that's there's waterboarding exactly and there. all that. But I think it's around the same time. Because this first cluster of movies you have La Petite Soldat or, and, and this and Breathless. And before we get into Jean Luc, later Jean Luc Godard gets really silly and starts playing with genre. He makes a musical called A Woman is a Woman. And he makes uh, Le Perot or Perot La Faux. Which is almost cart. It was just which plays with genre all over the place, and at the it has a cartoon ending, uh, a decidedly Wile E. Coyote ending with TNT, which may even say Acme on it. I remember that. It might not be true, but it's both. <laughs> it's clearly referencing uh, cartoons and where they fit into cinema. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, so in this movie, I mean, he's still definitely Space Jam. Space Jam. Where does Space Jam fit into the <laughs> uh, arc of American or just world cinema? We'll have the a pinnacle. new episode on that. Maybe the that's pinnacle. what this will become at one point. Maybe we'll have to. Our job will just be like fitting everything into uh, some sort of we'll co- just co- yell about subgenrefication uh, Yeah, it'll be some irony. we <laughs> in underground, but we're talking about how mainstream. And eventually, just it'll just that.
0: be revealed that it's really just like a timeline of where when they were released. Mm-hmm, right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you could have just well, this done it is- on your own. <laughs>
0: I knew. <it. laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, July of '93 and June of
1: '93. All right. Is there any significance to them reading Romeo and Juliet in their English class? There has to be. I don't know. I like mean, there it's there for it almost, a reason, right? It almost seems like it's no. there so they can, it can be shot upon. It almost seems like it's like, yeah, yeah Romeo and Juliet is, is romanticism is horseshit. I think French for New Wave has this as uh, a very unromantic way of, I mean, I don't think it. I know it has a very unromantic way of looking at the world. But I, I think that they also have disdain for, like, Ver- convention true love, and true love con- and conventions of literature it's just like new wave like it's mm-hmm. it's starting from the bottom it's like the nihilist and mm-hmm. I think Germany no no France I think the nihilists were from France like all the the fucking uh, turngie shit and uh, fathers and sons and I took a class <laughs> anyway <laughs> but yeah so so it's very much like that it's destroying the old the old garden. Making well, something new, but when you destroy very, that, you're just you kind of you, we're, we're, you don't have anything. So mm-hmm. it's these kids are outsiders, and they don't have they don't seem to have much except maybe American movies to look at, and and uh, America seems like they you know the French kind of romanticize and have this idea of like America and the West and that kind of the old West and things like that.
2: And uh, I mean that sort of goes along with stealing the uh, the dirty money.
1: The dirty money, yeah, yeah. Why is it dirty? I don't.
2: Uh, because it was supposed to be tax money, but right. that's like an awful lot of money to be tax money, right, right. there.
1: Yeah, no, it, 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 that's definitely they're rationalizing what they're doing, to some extent. And poor Odile is just like I, she's always in such situ- and In our it seems like I mean, there's like a, uh, a my life that to live. She's her a
0: smile. Have a crock
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> <Dile>. <laughs> Sorry. Very nice. Uh, nice. Nice to play. Kind of <laughs> threw me off this. <laughs> it's That's probably okay. The whole thing off. I'm derailed. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. It's awkward. Anyway. That's okay. Probably needed to be derailed so I could take a sip of this here. Sip on it. Would you sip on it, would you? So there's a drinking and playing cards, I think. Is there not playing cards? I don't know. There's just a lot of frivolous, quotidian Day to day BS going on with these cats. Everything uh, here's a here's a fun quote from uh, was I think it's Frank who said
2: this. Franz you mean? Franz. Okay. Yeah, Fra- everything new Fra- is automatically traditional.
1: Yeah, it's a good quote. There's yeah. definitely a lot of so good, it's one like, sort of like is good like that. Yeah, y- you know. Yeah, Goddard is is good like that. Goddard is like the most like Pinchonian, and I don't Thomas Pinchon. I'm mm. I don't know if Pinch- I don't think that people say. Pinchonian, but I'm going to say Pinchonian, because things are definitely Pinchonian. Uh, Definitely French New Wave is very Pinchonian, and like it's just self-referencing, it's just, just disdain for everything that came before it, it's bloated nature, it's just almost disdain for the audience, like, God, I love Thomas Pinchon. And I definitely feel the same vibes I felt like there's a million. If there, if we had millions of listeners, would be millions of them would be thinking like, "What a douchebag for talking about Thomas Pinchon right now," because, you know, he's assumed to be like this pretentious like writer. But that's why I love him, because he's just so unrelenting and rude and just fucking mean. That's
2: why I like half the YouTube personalities I yeah. like.
1: But I, yeah, I just like that vibe. <laughs> I like that vibe. I get that vibe from this movie too. I get it from Jean Luc Godard. I get the same vibe from like V and Gravity's Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Just like, love you're, it. You're, you're not even smart enough. Yeah. You just gotta like it. I know? feel like... And they, yeah, I like... Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I feel like it almost says just disdain for <laughs> smartness, too. I mean, like, Gravity's Rainbow is this, like, 2,000-page oh, book eh, that seems to, like, hate the idea of, like, too. smart people. It's like, yeah, it's a lot to read, but, like, nothing really... Intelligent happens here at all,
2: right? These guys are saying "fuck you" to the like the English class so that wasn't mandatory at all. Oh yeah, they're just they're randomly just taking English to fill time, time. <laughs> just
1: to fill time, just to fill their boring ass lives. Just, like they
2: don't have to pay for it. I thought they were supposed to be poor and mm-hmm. you know, and they're whipping around. I know, at some like, point oh, in France, I mean, uh,
1: education became free. Well, but I'm but it doing wasn't this English point.
0: class because why not?
2: Mm-hmm. Right? How old are these people supposed to be? I like think this is
1: early late. Late teens and early 20s they obviously look yeah. older but i think they're supposed to be right. teens yeah
0: maybe maybe even I'd like 19 18 17 18 19 because they're man are
2: they fucking
1: i mean obnoxious. well you think about uh Odile. her like when they've kissed for he's like do you know how to kiss and she's like yeah, yeah you use your tongue don't you and then she sticks her tongue out and like waits for him to come get the tongue like yeah. she doesn't know how to kiss like she's she's sheltered and she's young clearly Arthur is attractive to her because Arthur is the most seasoned and hard. Franz is still young and kind of naive, but Arthur could give two fucks, and that's appealing to them because he
2: interrupting class with his note-taking yeah, or note taking. Yeah, note passing.
1: Yeah. So I could, yeah, I could see how Arthur would be appealing in this way. Of course, she does not ultimately end up with Arthur, but
2: mm-hmm. she does sleep with Arthur.
1: Yes, she does sleep with Arthur. It does not show it. A year, like a year later. It'll be a lot more nudity in, the, or in the, later in the '60s, there'll be a lot more nudity in French New Wave films. Wait a minute.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. She she woke up at his house. And, right. And the, I don't know. Uh,
1: okay. okay. Yep. Okay, let's see. So I'm uh, sorry. So okay, so you got, I mean, Franz and Arthur arbitrarily justifying their actions all the time. What does it say? He robs from the. Should, Robin Hoodie? I don't remember. I can't read my writing now. <laughs> rob from the hood?
2: Mm hmm. They don't know. Uh, oh, it. He,
1: he robbed from the government he, and should be robbed himself, what we talked about earlier. Right. So he, he stole from but the government. But that's bullshit. It's, it's bullshit because, I mean, they don't, first of all, they don't know that he robbed from the government. Second of all, he made the effort to rob from the government. Yeah. So, you're, I mean, if he did. If he did it. But they don't care about that at all. They care about. Um, getting their money. Getting their money and getting with that sweet, sweet Odale. Yeah. Odile.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Odile. But this isn't this another is example queen. of her playing just a, a naive young girl who does not know or, or is just let or her life is just kind of unfolding before her without her involvement right. pretty much.
0: Yeah, that's that's this oh man, this this weird just like totally like female oppressive Thing mm-hmm. about all these about yeah. both of these movies, right. it's just like, yeah, they're yeah. controlled and they're like.
2: Well, this was sort of during the first wave of femis- feminism. Yeah, it too, was right? around
1: the same time, so the first wave of feminism would have been right after World War II because of all the women working, and then mm-hmm. and then when the husbands all got home from the war, them being like, okay, back to the kitchen. And the first wave of feminism, the suffragettes, the suffragettes. So you have uh, the what's the Wait, I mean, so in England. No, no, here. No, here. In, the, okay, in right. New York State. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Uh, Ma'am.
1: Yeah. So Shit. That, right. So that would have been. feel bad. Was that? 20s? Yeah, yeah. The 20s. Yeah, so is pre, it would have been pre World War II. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, so that's them. Yeah. I remember what they were uh, called the like, Iron the, the Broad 1800s. 1800s?
0: 1800s? 1800s? No, I don't think women got the vote until 19... 19?
1: 18 We can look that 18, up. Yeah, I, uh, Yeah, they didn't get to vote feel bad. Until like, the,
2: until like you're right until like nineteen teens, nineteen twenties, something like that. Uh, yeah,
1: like nineteen eighteen. Were, the suffragettes were, Yay! Uh, nineteen eighteen. Yeah. Oh, that's in Britain. So they get Oh, oh, huh, In America. So yeah, it was in 26. it was in um oh, it was in yeah. this state. It was in the Finger Lakes region. What was? The, the, the first organization in America of women for women's suffrage. Cool. Yeah, uh, I forget the name of the town, but it is on the Finger Lakes.
0: I spent a lot of time up there. Yeah, so you're like, you're like
1: a woman now. Yeah. So that would have been the first wave of, of American feminism. Living the second wave... My grandparents and I, my grandmother and anyway. Okay. anyway. The second wave would have been post-World War II. And around the this time, you have like the the, like, women working a lot of the same jobs that men do and starting to integrate themselves into the into the working world. Mm-hmm. So it's a big deal. But there's obviously there's still going to be a lot of the old ideas that are hanging around. Right. Especially in movies written by men. Mm-hmm. Um, especially French men with their, mm-hmm. like, cigarettes and wine and, like, I just want to be sucked off, whatever, I do not care.
2: And a m- minutes of silence. So this makes mm-hmm. me
1: think of mad men, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. It yeah. Sort of like, did what's that the main? Time. What's Christina Hendricks' character name? Oh. Uh, I don't know. Joan. Which ones? Joan. Joan and, and Matt. Is oh. Maggie the other one? Peggy. Peggy. Right. Those two. Margaret. Sixties. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the, these. My grandmother's name is Margaret. Peggy. Margaret Peggy. Maybe. My grandmother's based on her. name was Margaret too. Yeah. March. Brothers. Peggy. No. March. March. Large. Large March. No, she was I very. Where, I don't know where, I don't know
0: where <laughs> Peggy came from. And Peg, I was thinking about this earlier today. It's weird that it came up here, but yeah. And my grandfather used to just call her oh, Peg. Peg, you know. Oh,
1: Peg. Peg. Remember Married with Children? <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, Peg. The the no ma'am. The North American Organization of Men Against Amazonian Masterhood. That was a good show, man. <laughs> The love of that show, Married with Children. Come on, shit was awesome. We used to watch that. I think it was uh, after The Simpsons or before. It was a very dark view of American society, and like working man, man who works at a woman's shoe store hates his life, hates his wife, is constantly trying not to fuck his wife. She wants nothing more than to get that Al Bundy D, but he keeps every night, <laughs> just kind of like oh, Peg. He just wants to look at issues of Jugs, or actually can't remember what the name. Is. I, I have so many Jugs. good memories of. Uh, Simpsons. Oh yeah,
0: you know? but just it's just that like fox.
1: that fox. Every like, time I try and watch it now, it's just like I. Know, I still. You can't catch. You can't. No, you can't. is like, a crapshoot, man.
0: Right, like the old. I mean, the new episodes. Are like I never like anything. No, they're not funny. New. And then you go back and watch the old stuff, and you're like, okay, I remember this stuff? But it's just like,
1: yeah. I don't. Know, I still enjoy it. It's weird. Exactly. I, it is sort of edgy and fun, and like it has all these connections to other things I like, like like Gary Panter, not Gary Panter. Uh, Wayne White's wife, Mimi Pond, wrote like one of the first episodes, which was uh, Santa's when they get Santa's little helper. Okay. Which is the dog. Yeah. So she wrote that, and she used to she did a comic book called Valley Girl, and Wayne White was the one of the production um, art art artists on uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, along with Gary Panter. So there, it has all these connections, and Gary Panter. Is is a is a uh, alternative comics guy who was best friends with Matt Groening, and they both were sitting in a. Co- Apparently, they were both sitting in a in a at a at a burrito place or a coffee shop one day, and they said, "Like, what if we both just get famous? Wouldn't that be fucking weird?" And just like start and became like icon or not icons, but made our imprint on society. And that's how that's happened. So, get Matt Groening sort of affected how we view the world with The Simpsons, like. Uh, Ironic, silly view of things of the mm-hmm. reality of life, and yeah. Gary Panter has through his definitely. art in mean, like Pee Wee's Playhouse. We definitely have these like ideas, and he, he Gary Panter says he like, got the ideas for Pee Wee's Playhouse from Bad Acid trips. So <laughs> his Bad Acid trips yeah. become our childhood, which in turn becomes our adulthood, and so forth. So it's interesting. Excellent. Man. So back to fr- if we want to, we can go back to French New Wave. I don't care. But, yeah. Sure. Oh sure. A little bit. We got a little. Bit, just a bit more to cover. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, I don't remember. I did have something to say about the style of this movie, but. It's very gritty. It's very gritty. It's very grit. I mean, if you want to look at like modern directors like Christopher Nolan, who, like, you know, d- d- and David Fincher, like, putting grit into your film is kind of like probably hard to do now. Like, Man, you get know, like, just certain filters. and There's a filter for it.
0: I can't yeah. get over how much there's
1: just. There's like, a plug in.
0: You know, think about, like, Real people, like real teenagers and shit, just like you're so stupid. And like, it's it's they're playing it perfectly and they're, mm-hmm. they're doing it perfectly. And just like, it's so m- stupid. You're all so stupid. Like, oh, fuck, all oh, the doors are locked. Yeah, because the coat was moved and like all this stuff happened. All right, well, put the ladder up there. <laughs> oh, the window's locked. Break it. Oh, I'm not going to break it. All right. Right, so let's go to the front. Oh. Mm-hmm. There was a ladder up to the window. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh my god."
2: And she's just in the the madame's
1: just in the bathroom. Yeah. Some of her character development is interesting. Like her stealing the steak. Like I didn't, that reminds me. There's so many things that remind Some me of, of John Waters in this movie. And I feel like he's directly directly referencing like all the flashing scenes in Pink Flamingos. Remind the scene where she's running. Mm-hmm. That reminded me of this. Also, when she gets the raw steak, reminded me of the scene in Pink Flamingos where Divine sticks the raw steak it's up a, her upper, coo- upper privacy, upper dressy up there to keep it nice and warm in her own little oven, as she <laughs> says. <laughs> and that looks like that. And also, oh, I feel like I. Just, and she loves it. She, yeah, she loves, loves it. the fact. Yeah, those she's things, that those like, two And it just looks and feels so much like Pink Flamingos. I feel like Pink Flamingos is definitely were into. I mean, John Waters must have been into New Wave at this time because the movies look so much like this movie. Yeah, and all the like interactions that. and stuff yeah.
2: too oh man
1: and the breaking of the fourth wall like when she looks at, uh, and now I know what she Toss, says tossing she coins th- to figure out who gets to go home with uh right uh, uh, oh yeah uh, the frivolousness of their sex lives and like when she looks when she does break the fourth wall she says like she's asking the, the audience like about the plan that the other two are development she says a plan what plan she looks at us because we are, should be able to help her
0: oh man god what's I don't do I it I can't think of the name of the <laughs> movie yeah the one John Waters movie uh, from in Oh junkyard, the Hairspray, the junkyard there. Oh, uh,
1: which ju- Desperate Desperate Living. Living? Yeah, yeah,
0: dude. That was like a defining moment of my life. Oh, this seeing like Desperate Living at
1: oh. house. Oh my God! This is like, whoa. I would actually seen that when I was whoa. much younger than we, we watched that together because I rented Holy it from fuck. the video store not knowing what it was and was and that was the first John Waters I was ever had ever and seen. Jeff it.
0: was like, oh yeah, I've
1: seen this couple times <laughs> Lady gets a dick Cuts <laughs> okay. off the dick just <laughs> like What the fuck She's gender Man. fluid Yeah that she's changed gender my fluid life. Yeah Gender fluid John Waters is way ahead yeah, Way incredible. ahead of that curve Wow mm-hmm. That was amazing Way ahead So uh Yeah There's absurd dialogue For some reason When she's or someone's drinking Coca-Cola And they say I'm drinking Cola, Coca-Cola It doesn't rhyme I don't know why they say that it's just there's just absurd interjections, which makes sense. Maybe it's a maybe the word the word rhymes. In yeah, French. maybe it doesn't French, French. or maybe it, but it doesn't. They say it doesn't rhyme or maybe it's supposed to. I don't know. I feel like there is just absurd dialogue in this movie.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean that'll happen with translations. Um, at the at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. maybe they were talking about oh a future
2: Arthur song.
1: spikes Odile's drink. Oh yeah, oh, I saw that. that. What yeah. a fucking yeah. spiky oh, yeah. dude. I know oh, he's a rough. Tumblr. Yeah, no, He's that's the what I'm saying. Like,
0: this woman is totally, like, controlled. Like, she, like, just, like, does whatever. Yeah. Hyper-innocent. Oh, she's, she's
1: being drugged. She's, she's like being roofied. And it's insane. It's madness. It's insane.
2: Right, and then uh when they're at the... uh, uh The little... Carnival thing, um, like Art Arter and uh, what's her name? Odile? 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 Odile I think. Odile. Odile. Uh Right. They they before they were at the little soda shop. Mm-hmm. You know, they paid yeah. twenty francs for three drinks, and I thought he was shooting a real gun. And he was like, "How much for this? Two francs." And I'm like. A gun is an order of magnitude cheaper than three alcoholic beverages at France huh. in this point in time, wow. and it, it wasn't. It was just them at the fair plinking. Right. You know. Oh yeah.
1: And she was doing. And she asked him. She's like, what "But would she it do wasn't if... immediately obvious." Yeah. And she asked Arthur, "What he you do?" He was like, "I want his... the Mauser." Right. And I'm like, see. "What the fuck? The Mauser?" I thought it was the twenty. One second. Anyway. Never mind. Gotta be He's <laughs> gonna be a golfer. He's gonna be a golfer. Okay, we got Andy's back in the house, okay. I'm back. We here. got Andy. Nice. What, what we were oh the gun scene when they were shooting at the gun that he does she oh asked, later she, in the she, film no with the at the fair and she, she asked him what he would show? do if somebody was coming it doesn't matter if somebody was coming I asked him what he would do he said I would kill him because mm. Arthur's a bad motherfucker and he, and he probably would kill him he would kill again he would kill it kill again will kill again they should oh my oh, god thank yeah, you It's <laughs> a Bloodhound <laughs> gang reference but yeah Mulligan will kill again and yeah. <laughs> But also, uh, John, back to John Waters briefly, the Madison scene. There's also a Madison the, When they're they're like they're all doing the Madison thing, there's a Madison scene in Hairspray as well. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason I know what the Madison is.
2: That dance?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what's the dance look like? It's like a... It's, a,
2: it's like a line dance. Yeah. It's a pantomime line dance, except it's like you shimmy and click. And like throw your foot out, it's sort of slow. Right, it's like step, 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 step. Steps, throw step, step, step. step it's like that song. Step, it's like step, a, it's a
1: song that tells you what the dance moves are. I like the songs. songs that do that. Yeah, I like yeah, I don't want <laughs> to have to know ahead of time. <laughs> I don't want to have to think about this shit. But what if, yeah. Like the hokey pokey. Yeah, exactly. Which I always thought was about sex, right? Anyone else ever think that? i
2: never thought that before, yeah. but now you bring it up. <laughs> you put your whole thing. self in,
1: you take your whole self out, you take your whole <laughs> self in, and, and you shake son. it all. Obviously, Obviously, right? Do
2: the hokey pokey, and you and turn also, it all. Another John Waters link: A Dirty Shame. They have a
1: hokey pokey scene where, after Tracy Ullman character gets hit in the head and gets a sex addiction, she goes to her grandmother's uh, uh, old people home, and they're doing the hokey pokey, and she just gets really into it. And then the the one guy starts whipping out his dick. It gets weird. But
0: mm-hmm. what if the hokey pokey?
1: Is what it's really all about. That's a Jerry Seinfeld quote. Is it? I think so. What, what the if fuck it really is it? All, what it's all about? What if? Another quote I like by him is: uh, "Sometimes the road less traveled is less traveled for a reason." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember the context, but I like that.
0: Seems seems like a
1: intelligent person. That Seinfeld. Anyway, he's a funny fuck. You guys Who's remember that recently? episode? Was he? I remember I was at a ago. party and I was yeah. drunk and someone had a signed picture He's of him and I had a, couple a, times I had a moral crisis years. about whether I was drunk enough to steal the picture from them because <laughs> I was at that point and I was just like I could have this it could be my picture of Jerry Seinfeld signed but I didn't end up stealing it because I was trying to, as I was picturing in the bathroom as I was taking like the the scenario where they're trying to get the picture back from me and it's like hidden under my shirt obviously and it would have been really embarrassing so I didn't do it
2: would have been difficult. Would have been. It would have looked like something that came out of this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why you steal a picture of Jerry Seinfeld? Because he is a funny man, and I think he's a funny fuck, and I like him. That was another episode, the funny fuck episode. You remember that? Where he swears by accident at one of his shows, and this is kind of trying to explain why he doesn't swear a lot of his shows, and this kid who happened to be in the audience like starts swearing all the time, and the dad brings him, he's like, he's like yeah, you swore in front of my son. And the kid's like, hey, you're Jerry Seinfeld. You're a funny fuck. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, But Cosby never swore in his stage shows either And we saw what happened with him Mm -hmm.
0: Makes sense Makes Mm -hmm. sense There's a connection here There's definitely a connection You gotta let it out Let it out
2: So you don't go crazy
1: Yeah Be like Louis C.K. Talk about it in your show so you don't Oh, Get consent (laughs) Get consent (laughs) (laughs) Then it's not so bad Yeah But you haven't killed anyone You know Yeah he just needs to make a sequel to Pootie Tang. You know, that would <laughs> be the redemption of Louis C.K. Right. Wow. That's all oh I want. Oh my god. I need
0: it. Oh, Pootie.
1: I need it. Pootie Tang. That fucking sequel. Tang. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love Pootie Tang. Louis C.K. has often uh, balked at his participation in writing and directing Pootie Tang, <laughs> but I really like Pootie Tang.
2: Yeah, Me It too. was excellent. Dude, it could be you like. You could add some slick. Animation instead of just just that, like that quintessential,
1: that quintessential, that quintessential, like black movie. (laughs) Picturing Lucy K writing and directing it is also very cool to me. Yes, like the redheaded, pale as fuck on the planet is like telling them like how to speak in like vernacular. (laughs)
2: The annoyed, weird family man.
1: Yeah, and I I was watching like cartoons earlier, and I realized like that Putney Swope, not Putney Swope. That's the movie that uh, that influenced Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang is very influenced by. These cartoon tropes of like the guy who will repeat what the other guy says and get yelled at for it. it Where he's like, was oh, like, he was Chris so Rock. So Chris Rock is like, he will so thoroughly whoop your ass. Like all that. And he says, yeah, whoop your ass too. Uh, that was in, ba- in Balto a couple of years earlier. There was a team of dogs who are that same dynamic. <laughs> nice.
2: Mark, you were singing No Sex in the Champagne Room,
1: right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris yeah. Rock. Everybody hates Chris. I love Chris. That was Chris. a fun show. I enjoyed that show. Everybody it's Chris. No sex in the champagne room. If what a the woman tells you. If a, yeah, if a girl has a tongue ring, she will probably suck your dick.
0: If a guy has All a tongue right.
1: ring, he will probably suck your dick. Facts. Facts, Jack. Look it up. Google it. So when the scene when they're looking at people on the metro it seems like a big deal to this movie because mm-hmm. there's a scene where I mean everyone's there lies everyone' so miserable in the metro and then Arthur says he's like well just depending on what story like if you think yeah, that, yeah. that guy's going to bring his daughter a gift he won't look so bad like if you change the story it changes what the facial expressions mean mm-hmm. which is as far as this film I'm not sure what the significance is but it's significant in life for sure yeah um.
2: right if you especially if you don't want to just go up to them and ask them like
0: hey right, <laughs> right. yeah and she starts singing and it kind of like and they show everybody else and they show everybody's face again and it kind of like brings everybody together the fact that she's singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
1: know?
0: Um it's not extremely well, but
1: Yeah. Well enough to break up the monotony of the riding on the metro. Yeah. Which is just like a daily chore for everybody has to do. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the monotony of life is something this movie is looking at pretty consistently.
2: Even the gunfight was monotonous at the very end. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like pow. Step. step yeah pow <laughs> step step but with with gunfighting like that no wonder why they didn't really resist the Germans too well in World right. War II but surrender monkeys <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was a very and then like no, that was, was just they resisted the Germans pretty hard right they did you gotta give it to them the French people get on the French they get on their asses for being cowards but they resisted yeah and those those protests they're resisting right now yeah those protests those fuck, that's nuts alright uh so yeah uh, who was the guy that originally got killed that wasn't the that like the f- person who killed Arthur mm was that one of his? His uncle. Yeah, his uncle. They all yeah. like yeah. So
0: there's, yeah that's they the other, all knew about it somehow. Little, yeah. No. So Arthur came Franz from this him. like Franz is a big mouth. This shitty mm-hmm. family that were all like thieves and like just like con artists and shitty people. And so this girl told Franz about the the money. Just like yeah, we could steal it. And he told his friend Arthur about it. it and Arthur told point, his family about it. And they're like yeah. We're gonna, you know, don't tell your friends. We're gonna go there. We're gonna kill these people. We're gonna take this money, mm-hmm. and that'll be and that'll be that. And so Arthur was like, "All right, we gotta do this now." And they try and do it, but they'd already all fucked it all up. Mm-hmm.
1: They fucked it up. Fucked ups.
2: But it yeah.
0: ended
1: out nice. Yeah. Well, Franz and uh they or O'Deal.
0: I got enough they, to they live on. Yeah,
1: they got some money. They get together. Yeah, Arthur was, Arthur was kind of a piece of shit. He was. He was. He
2: drugged a woman.
1: He did. Like, yeah, in, like, totally like, totally... He ab- was super abusive to her. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean... Abusive you know. to Franz, too. It's not a clear, like, arc of, like, Franz and uh, Odile, but they do hook up in a way that's maybe somewhat realistic. If the events aren't realistic, just the fact that, like, you know, there's, there's problems initially. and Oh, you could tell that this
2: is something like... Like I hear all these like Reddit crime stories, and yeah, people are that fucking. Oh yeah, crime
1: stories are the dumbest. And also gunfights, like uh, Ben Wheatley's film Free Fire. Like when he was Mm -hmm. making Free Fire, like he he was trying to figure out what he he got some, he got like a printout of an actual gunfight. It was nothing like the movies, where it's like a guy gets hit, a guy gets hit. It's like no one gets hit for like a half an hour because they're all ducking behind shit, and then it just slowly unravels. Like it's nothing. It's not fun. It's just it's mostly monotonous and people yelling at each other. Which Mm -hmm. is what Free Fire the movie was. It's mostly just people yelling at each other, and not shooting and entirely. hiding behind stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody wants to get shot. Like, nobody's gonna just jump out. and like, <laughs> like, like, animal mother in full metal right. jacket. They haven't been indoctrinated by the system enough to like want to do some bullshit like that. Like, animal animal mother in full metal jacket is like right. The American
2: of what's his name? Like, what's his name? Also, Arthur with the big beard
1: in well, free oh, fire. Oh, what was his name? It wasn't. Oh, it was O oh, O. Oh, we begin with O. Oh fuck what was his name that was such a cool but character. yeah that's
2: exactly who like I would imagine like some sort of weird gun deal would go like right. would be between like who brought the faggot and the
1: junkie oh yeah that character was so good oh my god what was his name he's just like rolling ord a joint. Ord. Or, or yeah, or yeah, ord no wonder I couldn't fucking remember it ord that's like nobody's named ord but yeah ord he's is like is rolling a joint after he's got shot yeah just, like oh fuckers yeah of course, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, you smell like perfume. It's beard oil. <laughs> 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 mm. So we've pretty much, we've gotten to the end of a, of yeah. a band of outsiders. Maybe we should reference that uh, Quentin Tarantino's production company is called Band Apart. It's a reference to this movie. If you look at Quentin Tarantino's movie, you definitely see similarities dialogue-wise. Like, it's not the most concise dialogue. It's, so there's a lot of... It's
0: got the weird. It's it's more naturalistic dialogue. Yeah,
1: just back and forth, just like random shit. Yeah, banter. Right, right. Normal banter,
2: weird circumstance.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So let's just that wraps it up. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Uh, you know, follow us on Twitter. Like us on, uh, you're, you're, you're like our Facebook page for everything. sure. Like us on yeah, everything. Like us on everything. Follow us on everything. Follow us on everything. Love follow us everything. on everything. No, comments. We, we shouldn't be on Facebook. Shouldn't be on Facebook. No, Facebook's not cool anymore. Oh, I, we're we're not that cool though. Like if they like you know, Facebook's done things.
2: <clears throat> it's just a tool to be used.
1: We have a Facebook page. You know, okay, we like, We don't use it. We we don't. We use don't use it. You don't use it either. We d- it doesn't we use the other, other things. It doesn't host our shows. We post when a show comes out on. But Facebook. just a placeholder. Yeah, and then a, then. If you it's just closed. someone else can't come out with a Facebook page and say, oh, we're semi underground. It's like no. We yeah. Well, it's more so people will click on it and go to like SoundCloud or Stitcher or right. Anchor, one of our many places where that do host our show. Right. Mm-hmm. That we like very much. It's more of a way just to get people to to know who the Cinema Underground is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for stopping by. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.